Systems work, people fail. Welcome to InsureMark's Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser, where we share proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor. Today, it's essential that advisors find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you how to build a more successful and sustainable business while realizing a better work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. The great Michael Jordan once said, talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. Welcome to this week's episode of the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Hauser. And this week, I wanted to bring on a key player on our team, Mrs. Felicia Turner, a.k.a. Gigi, a.k.a. Fifi, a.k.a. what what else? Who knows? (laughs) Good morning, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. I know. It's you were a... You're actually requested by some, wanted to hear from you a little bit more from a previous episode. We did the New Year's resolution earlier this year, so wanted to do a individual podcast with you. So why don't you tell the audience who is Felicia Turner and what do you do here at InsureMark? Oh, Lord, the pressure. Thanks again, Jeremy. And for those who wanted to hear more about Felicia, Fifi, Gigi, and so forth. So Felicia Turner, I've uh, been in Houston all of my life, high school, college as well, married 20 years, two boys. Well, they're adults now, 29, almost 19 and one grandson. So the men are always in my space, taking up my space, um, but love them to death. Lots of family here, grateful and thankful for them. Let's see, in Shermark, been here now, the Big Ten. So May 20th, 10 years with InsureMark, you know, one day you're like a couple of years, two years, three years, and bam, 10 years. That time has really uh, flown by. Working at InsureMark, it has been really, at the end of the day, it's been a joy, for real. So definitely, so working with, as a case manager, new to case manager, I worked directly with uh, Jeremy Hauser and also Randy Yost, but partnering with them in business. So all of annuity business, new business comes directly through my hands primarily for this team, along with, you know, we have additional staffing to support in my absence, but primarily annuity case manager has been my, my role since I started the job here at the company. So it's, I've learned lots of work ethics and so forth to keep the business going. So that's kind of it. And Definitely over the years, over, so us now working together for about a little over 10 years, we celebrated your 10 year anniversary, not too long ago. Wait, and you're 11, right? See, that's how much you care about me. No, a little more (laughs) coming up on 13 years now. So yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I'm just joking with you, but definitely for, as we've evolved, I mean, the company, as you've seen it, I've seen it over the last decade, we're definitely a lot different than where we were when we first started working together. And we're from, I like to hear from your perspective where you've seen some change and how our company's evolved over the last 10 years. Uh, what are your thoughts? Like, where do you, where have you seen our company probably evolve the most over the last uh, 10 years and maybe the last year or two? I'm going to draw from a quote that I've I've heard Mr. Kearns say in the past. 
at this point, I think we have the right people on the bus at InsureMark, uh, making sure everyone is, is in the right position, the right role. I know from time to time, we may have to rebalance because of business growth, which has definitely skyrocketed over the years, especially for our team. But definitely making sure we, you know, we have reassessed roles, responsibilities, and so forth. Definitely the the new thing now, definitely for our team is e-apping, submitting all business via e-app. Paper apps, they are there, but they will soon, I think, phase out. I think everything is going to be electronic, being seamless, quick and done, getting agents paid sooner versus, you know, we kind of go through the the paper route. And I know there are some instances that you have to submit paper because you have to get wet signatures, you know, for some documents, transfer forms per se. Um, but definitely the company has evolved. Um, our advisors who we work with that has grown for our team just collectively uh, for the company. Um, but definitely ever evolving the roles. We I know we've we've added some uh, development consultants to the team. So that's just letting us know even more so the business that we're in, it, mm -hmm. it's a great place to be. Um, it's going to be here for a while. So, hey, if you're not on the on the bus, come on, let's get on. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. If you, because so we'll have several of our typical team players who listen to this podcast episode. And then as Months and years go on, they'll have this episode for new advisors, might be new to InsureMark to listen to. From your point of view for case management and bringing in business and so forth, what are some of the things you would say to a new advisor to have them avoid when writing their first piece of business? Avoid writing business if you have not completed your product training. Avoid writing new business if you are not licensed, if you have, if any advisor needs to know what is required for their state, period, regardless. Before you even onboard and come to InsureMark, you, the agent, should know uh, what you're selling, what states you can sell in. A lot of the states have already adopted the best interest training. That's best interest. You have continuing education. You have product training. You have AML you have ENO, you have lots of onboarding things that you need to do before you write a piece of business. Of course, agents hate going back to get anything from the client once you submitted business. You know, we have some agents that will send applications direct to the carrier. And I'm not saying you can't do that. You can. But ideally, we want you to send it through InsureMark. So that way, one, we have better control. Meaning I'm dealing with a situation now with before a carrier, I would call them if an agent sent an application direct, I can get a copy of the app, all of the documents that they sent, the transfer form. They sent, they now send me everything, but not the transfer form. So hmm. if you submitted an application and now it's now a week or two later, one, I don't know you sent it. Uh, two, I can't get the documents. Yes, I can come and ask you for it. But then that's me asking you, then you have to send it to me. But another thing, we should be able to partner with the carrier, but the carrier have their own due diligence where they're not sending us um, everything. So I can't follow up on your business as soon as possible. Had it come through directly through InsureMark, I'm able to, you know, get it keyed in the system, kind of know any specifics up front, any requirements. 
Anything that's missing, we'll try to get that sooner than later. Another thing, carriers, if you're sending apps direct, the carriers typically follow up about 10 business days after they've sent the transfer paperwork. I did what we try to do here at Insuremark, we try to follow up three business days. Sometimes it's four business days, just depending on when the paperwork was sent, how it was sent. Was it faxed? Was it overnighted? Was it mailed? So definitely if you're sending business direct, that's fine. But also send me a copy. So that way I have a copy of everything so I can get on top of the business sooner rather than later, weeks later. So definitely make sure you're all licensed, all that's good to go. If you're sending business direct, do that, but send me a copy. Say, hey, Felicia, or hey, Jeremy, if you're talking to him, he'll send it to me or vice versa, but send it to me so that way we have it, we have better control of that. So basically those are the, the, the main things. I will also add just a little, a little small note. Although when the business is sent, we're scrubbing the business, that's the other part of us getting the business as well. It's always kind of nice to know or let the client know that we're submitting the business to the carrier. Depends on how old your client is. Some some carriers like a theme, they have suitability requirements. So if your client is over a certain age, they're going to be automatically flagged to have a suitability call at age 75 for 70 over 75 or if it's internal transfer. I'm just using Athena as an example because they are notorious for that. That is a part of their requirement suitability. Make sure your client knows the product that they are buying. Make sure you explain everything to your client that they're buying because in that instance, if they're calling, Athena's calling, they're going to question your client because of course, as an agent, you need to make sure the client is well aware of what they're buying. They should know when in the product disclosures, that's what the disclosures are for, that you share that with the client. And not all clients receive the call, as I state, it's kind of a standard parameter, but any client you deal with, regardless of age, they should know what they're buying. So this is kind of a, a few high level things that kind of will get us flagged um, at the carrier or submitting business, try to fix it upfront. Good stuff, good, good notes. And I know the, so when we talk to new advisors and they might work with some friendly competitors of ours and we hear the the horror stories they have, and really it seems like some of these offices don't really do a lot of what your team does on the follow-up of business and just really working as a extra part to their team to yeah. help push business through. Right now, would you say this year, maybe even last year, but this year more, more so, it's taken a little slower. Service is a little down at carriers and that's where our team helps out tremendously with uh, the hold times. Is that something that you've seen this year get a little better or has that been across the board with a lot of carriers? Not the best. On what part, part when we're doing outbound calls, trying to get funds in? Trying to, well- Trying to get funds in or just in general, just to oh, get yeah. through just to carriers. General, really on both sides. Yeah, uh, yeah, on both sides. Uh, so definitely on the side where we're submitting business, every carrier has their own timeline. Some are, you know, zip zap in and out. Then some of are more critical. Some may ask for additional information, although it may be black and white on the paperwork. They're going to still question it. Again, it's a part of their due diligence. There's no way around it. Um <clears throat> Uh, sometimes it's, they're asking for statements. They're asking you to clarify source of funds. 
it may be, you know, just some additional information that they just want to make sure before they accept. Another thing I will add when you're submitting business, the financials for your client. We don't know as a case manager, I don't know what your client holds as far as their liquid assets and their non-liquid assets. What's in force at a particular carrier that you're writing with, the onus is on you, agent, to make sure, Mr. or Mrs. agent, to make sure that all the financials for the client, you have validated them, that it is, everything is on the application, everything is noted, it's liquid or whatever the case is. We don't know that. So the responsibility is on you, the agent, to make sure that when the application is sent, because we want to make sure it's is suitable and is viable. And so they're going to always look at the financials. That's basically the meat of the application. The client's age and it's the, the financials. Can they take on more weight um, based on their current network network. Um, and I know we have some agents, oh, this looks good and this should just fly through, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes the clients are heavily saturated in um, annuities and so forth. So a lot of times if you don't know um, that making sure when you're doing your, your meetings with your client, make sure you get statements. You're, you're looking at everything, you have everything and and um, if if there's a question about you know suitability, how the product works, sales related rates, all that stuff, Jeremy is kind of your he's your go go to person for that. I'm on the side of your paperwork. Is it in good order? Is everything included? Um, most times we make recommendations when we're looking at the items. Uh, what's missing? Kind of corrections and and so forth. Um, this is just kind of what we have you know, seen over the years, kind of what the carriers are asking for or looking for. Yes, all day we can just send the app as is. Uh, but sometimes we like to question it only because of, you know, just our experience that the carrier may just ask for something else. So it's not that we're trying to dig in and ask lots of tons of questions and you may think it's irrelevant, but most time it, it is. We're just trying to cut down any of the red tape that we may know that, you know, may be coming. So that's kind of when the app is going in. So when we're trying to get the funds in, we are also doing the outbound calls. So a couple of things to say on that. So we're calling the carriers, sometimes whole times, you know, keep us down 30 minutes, sometimes up to an hour. We try our very best to hold uh, with the carriers to try to get into representative. We try to use our internal partners at the carriers because they are also making follow-up calls, but sometimes it's kind of down the road when the business is sent. So we're trying our best to uh, hold on. If the client also, sometimes we may come back and ask the client to, we we can't get any information because some carriers, we, they're, we're considered as third parties. They don't have to tell us anything about the status of the transfer because they're trying to conserve all day long. They're going, they're trying to keep, they're trying to keep the money while you're trying to have your client to move it out. So if the client needs to be involved, we may ask you to have Mrs. Smith to call in because we're not able to get any information on their transfer. So be available to that. That's something you can let the client know up front. Hey, Ms. Smith, we may come back to you. We may need one thing from the carrier. We may need some help on this side. Make sure your client knows all of that up front. They're flexible if we need them to do anything on the application to keep the business moving. The second part of that, we have a lot of agents that deal with TSP. 
that is Thrift Savings Plan. They have their own mind, they have their own brain, and they're going to take their time. They're going to soak it all the way to the end. We've seen the TSP transfers go for months and we're waiting. Um, I would say we have agents that submit business and then we're sitting and because everything is now is in good order, it's approved, but we need the cash. If you, When you have your first meeting with your client, go ahead immediately, order the funds, same day of your meeting. You don't have to necessarily wait, meaning get things in motion. If it's they have their own paperwork, go ahead and get it. Go ahead and get it signed. So that way when the app, we sent the app is in review, is processing, and you're sending your part, the client is doing their part on the other end. So we kind of meet in the middle. Otherwise, we're just going to be sitting. We're sitting for months and we're trying to get a follow-up. What's the status of the funds? And I know sometimes some of that, some of that is not controllable, but the things that we can control, let's try to control it up front in our, our meetings with our clients. How soon can we get the funds and set the expectation with me when the fund, when the app comes in and say, hey, Felicia, I've sent the app direct. Here's a copy. Or if I'm getting an e-app, I may reach out and say, hey, I see it's coming from TSP. Have you ordered the funds? What's the ETA? So try to have all of that kind of upfront. Make that a part of your meeting with your client to kind of get all that information known kind of in a pocket. That's good insight for the, especially the TSP, because we come across those a yes. lot as yes. government employees are definitely looking for protection. Um, oh, and one more, and one more thing. So then you have TDA, uh, TD Ameritrade, they're pretty good, but then you find a lot of carriers. If the client has to liquidate, liquidation is important because say for instance, everything is in good order. We send the transfer forms. We get dinged on the other side because the client has liquidated, meaning they don't have the funds available in that account <clears throat> that we're trying to move. So you want to, again, make sure you verify all of that in a part of your client's meeting. If funds need to be liquidated, get the client on the phone that day. Make a phone call. Sometimes they, they have to speak with, to their financial advisor, get all that done up front. So that way the money is already in the bank account. You're just waiting for it to approve. Uh, paperwork comes over, we got the money back to the carrier issue. You get paid sooner if we do all of that as much as we can up front. Mm -hmm. And you bring up a very good point too, because, and and yes, to the listener, you probably heard that right. Whole time, sometimes an hour long. So therefore, Felicia could be on the phone, but at the same time, she can walk and chew gum. So that's why some people may not have necessarily as much phone time or some staff members of our advisors phone time with Felicia. But I mean, if there's an urgent thing right there on the email, typically we're getting stuff right back to you. So I know everybody wants the traditional call and we definitely want to do that. But as you've just heard here, we have several carriers that it's just out of our control at times when it comes to being on hold. And then I think you bring up a really good point with we're just trying to set the expectations because the goal with the advisor when doing the business, we don't want them to have to go back to the client week three, week four after submitting business. And now, oh, here, by the way, we should have got this about a month ago, but we need a correction. We need this. Can you initial? And it just doesn't, it doesn't look as professional as when we're harping at the beginning, asking questions to make sure it's all good prior to right. submitting to the carrier. Right. So correct. good, good insight. And as we're talking a little more about best practices, so with some of the advisors that 
your team works with amongst the advisors that we work with here, what are, what would you say some of the best practices are that you're doing or any advice for some teams that do really well with getting business submitted, but also getting it issued quickly? What are some of the main secret traits that maybe some of these offices do, or do they do with uh, your office or with you as well? Do they set up calls with you or talk a little bit about what you typically do with some of the best, the better offices and why they get business issued faster? I know a lot of agents, they don't have assistance. So they're basically kind of doing it on their own. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing it on your own, that's another important part of getting everything up front as much as you can, paperwork, everything that you need kind of up front because you don't have the extra hand in the business to help you partner kind of on the front end. I, I am definitely here to help you partner in the business, but the more you have, the more I can um, help help you with. I would say ideally some of the, I would say in a perfect world, kind of our top advisors uh, that we work with, they have an assistant. Um, the assistant, um, primarily this same office does e-apps, no paper apps. Um, now, paper form only comes into play if where the funds are coming from, if they uh, require wet signed transfer forms. Uh, we have like Fidelity Guarantee Life. When you do e-apps with them, they require a signature verification form to be wet signed. That is in the event, um, okay, a new app comes in, everything is e-signed. So there's not a true signature for the client. So the signature verification form is there. Say for instance, six months down the road, they want to make a withdrawal. They send the withdrawal in, it gets dinged because they don't have a comparison. They don't have a wet signature to compare the signed withdrawal form uh, for. So some forms will be required upfront to be wet. But outside of that standard, they have an assistant, everything is e-application. The assistant is letting me know she and I or he and I are working on the new business admin side. The agent is working with Jeremy on the sales side. <clears throat> so we're kind of a divide and conquer. Same team, one mm -hmm. band, one sound, yes. But uh, myself and the uh, agent's admin, we're partnering on this side to get the business done, get the business done, the paperwork, what needs to be done, what's missing, all of that. Jeremy and the agent, they're working on the products, the rates, the commissions, what is best for my client. That part, I don't know. I don't get into that. And when I get those type of questions, I will divert over to Jeremy and have him to help you with that. The paperwork side, that's a Felicia role. Jeremy should not be helping you with any new business paperwork. And I know some agents, because of they, they have that daily conversation of the rapport, they're quick to send everything to Jeremy. Send it to me. Things can get lost in transition or when you're emailing or you're having conversations. I would like to be the first person to know what's going on with the with the business. So ideally, that same partnership, we're working together, e-apping, they're letting me know when funds are coming, if funds have been requested. Sometimes we have application where the, the funds have been ordered and it's cash. It's cash app. It's not a transfer involved. They can say, oh, well, Felicia... Uh, the cash has been ordered. The check is on the way. Here's a UPS FedEx tracking number, blah, blah, blah. They're always keeping me tapped in. If they're telling me, hey, we're not going to get the funds for 10 days. Okay, I'm going to tap in with them maybe about five to seven days or we're on track for 10 days. Is the funds coming as planned? 
So as long as I know we have a better understanding partnership. So when I do my internal follow-ups, I can adjust my time, my timeline here to say they said 10 days. I can, you know, check five, seven days or whatever the case is. So that way we can kind of keep a handle on things. So primarily, you know, always communicate, 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 communicate. That's most important for any of that. It's kind of, you know, everyone knows what they need to do on the team. You know, we the admin stays with the admin, the sales stays with the sales. And then if there's any communication, making sure that it's coming over to me because I'm making sure the business is getting submitted and you get paid. Mm -hmm. you, you don't want me on that paperwork. I'm just guessing. So I don't. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, stay, <laughs> just stay out of it. <laughs> so good advice. I know you set up sometimes when volume. Oh, so yeah. advisors are doing a lot of volume with us, meaning that some people, some advisors might have like three or four cases in the pipeline. So that's pretty manageable. But then we'll come across some individuals that might have 10 to 15 to 20 plus policies oh, yeah. that are pending at a time. So then that might be an opportunity for your assistant or if you're a one man, one woman shop and you are needing some additional handholding for all those policies, that right. could be easily a schedule call with Felicia. Because I know right now you do weekly calls with some of the admin. So that is also exactly. A yeah, I forgot yeah. to I forgot to say that. So definitely business is going, you know, for all agents. We have some Agents that, you know, you have 10 cases that we have scheduled call time. So, and most time it, it could just be, you know, just if it's new discoveries, things have changed, funds have been ordered. Hey, Felicia, there's a problem with this transfer or whatever the case is. So that's kind of just a quick call just to make sure we're still tracking on getting things funded, kind of a, you know, month to month agents, everyone wants to get paid. And I get that. Um, and like I said, the more we know, the better we can plan. But definitely, depending on the, the volume, definitely we can get a call weekly, once a month or however. And then once we, you know, know kind of what's going on with the cases, we can kind of, you know, keep rolling, keep rolling. But as we add more to the caseload, it's best to have a quick call. And most times I do that with the admin. So ideally, that's the other part of, again, everyone doesn't have an admin, but in a perfect world where agent has an admin, the admin and I are working on the business while the agent and Jeremy, they're working on new production that I haven't seen yet. Or Jeremy may say, Hey, Felicia, this is coming down the pipeline and that's fine. It's, it's, it, I don't own it until I get it. So ideally we're the admin and I were, we're, you know, we're working on the business. Now, if the admin is out of pocket, they're on vacation. I need something. Yes. I'm calling the agent. And then hopefully the admin is letting the agent because that is kind of what should happen. If I'm meeting with the admin of the agent's office, the admin should be letting the agent know where business is. I'm assuming they should, you should be having your own internal meetings. Mm -hmm. So if something pops up and I need to call the agent, I'm hoping that you kind of know where things sit. And if not, I'll bring you up to speed, but ideally, you know, that's kind of, what we do. So scheduling a call, that's not a problem, but more so it, it has to do with the, the volume um, that, that you're doing. So we'll try to keep you abreast of what's going on in your current cases, or you tell me, just communicate, over-communicate, and I'll do the same. And you mentioned meetings, and that's something. So we've been working together now for 10 years. So people who 
will be listening to this uh, episode, may have an additional person in their office. So what works well with uh, <laughs> with you and I are, I mean, you could be gentle, you could be mean, whatever you want to do. Oh, um, Lord. What's worked, what's worked well for us over 10 years of working together? What works well? I, I think really everything. I don't think we have, we've made adjustments, you know, kind of along the way, kind of what, what you want to see for your business. I will always say this. I'm not your secretary and you don't treat me as that because I'm not a secretary. I'm your business partner. That's kind of what we've always labeled one another. And I think that's kind of what we've gotten from our relationship that we're partners in business. We're partners to our agents, like the agents are partners to their clients. Um, So, I mean, we're partners, we're family, you know, it's not always business. We're family, we're friends at the same time, but when it's time to work, we work and, you know, we, we meet and uh, we have our own meetings. You know, we're talking about meeting with agents and the admin. We also meet about your business, my business, you know, in this partnership, what we have for our agents and for the company, because what we do um, has a big effect to our company. So it's important that we work well together. And really we have for 10 years. Yeah. From the, from the beginning. So I'm glad you, you hung on to me. Hey, I'm glad we got 10, what, 15 more years from you, right? Yeah, no, no, hold on. Yeah, and I I think that it, so it's a very good point. So as we grow and scale, because obviously what worked for us five years ago probably wouldn't work today. So that's a good point. You have to make some adjustments. Let's talk a little more about some good stuff as we're wrapping up here. I was curious. So what has been one or two of the most memorable gifts that you've probably received from an advisor over the last 10 years? Over 10 years? Most <sighs> memorable, or if there's if there's just so many, then, but what, what's maybe really, one or two? Really, honestly, it's been, a, I'll, I'll say it's been a lot in 10 years. I've always said that no one has to do anything for you, period. And just in life in general, so I think it's, you know, it's a blessing when you, you receive something unexpectedly. It's a surprise. I've received all types of gifts, flowers, steaks, <laughs> gifts, gift cards. Yeah, some really nice stuff <laughs> that I've received over the years. But I, like I said, I'm thankful for that. It does not, it's not something I expect. You know, so I'm, I don't do this job with the expectation of receiving anything. I just think that I just show up. I, I do my 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 very best that I can. And I think that shows up and it's a reflection of how people may feel about me. So, again, I'm, you know, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful, you know, for the experience of partnering with you and, you know, working for InsureMark. It's, it's been good. It it, it has. I, I, I really don't have I don't have complaint. There's no need to, if any. Yeah, most most memorable one. Well, that's good. I just want to make sure that they're not making me look bad. So that's why I want to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. I, re- I received it. Yeah. I, you know what? The memorable, I would say a trip. I received a trip. You did. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. Hey, well, but that's good because it, it also, it's, it goes to your hard work, but also 
the people we serve, I mean, they, Absolutely. at least for the advisors we work with, I know, you know, it, and I know it, uh, some of them are just stand up individuals and yes. it is, it, it's never asked for. Sometimes it's, it's just, it just shows up one day and it's, it just shows that we're doing good for people and, and also their clients and right. makes you feel good. And as we, absolutely as we wrap up, is there anything we have missed or you like to share with the audience words of wisdom before you go on vacation? Oh yeah. Thanks for throwing it in vacation. <laughs> no, I, I think we've uh, kind of covered everything. Um, like I said, thanks for um, having me one-on-one -on -one time in this forum. You know, we normally have our weekly face-to-face -face forums and all, all that um, stuff. But no, I think we've covered a lot of ground. If there's any questions, you know, definitely just shoot me an email. I would say when you're onboarding, make sure you just take care of everything up front. I know there are some things that agents may forget to do up front. But, you know, the more you cover up front before you sit in front of your client and you write business and then you come back and say, oh, I haven't taken training. We need to do this again or whatever the case is. But things happen. Nothing is perfect. Things happen, but that's what we're here for to partner, to help you push through, to get the business push through, get it issued, get your client the policy and get you paid get the agents paid ultimately, but any questions, you know, just let me know if I don't have the answer, I'll find out. Definitely. If you're not on firelight, let's onboard for firelight. We can set up time to kind of go through firelight through Clara, which is a part of the Hubbard platform. If you're not on that, get with Jeremy so we can get you the proper links to get you um, set up. Yes, if you call, sometimes I am on the phones, as I kind of stated, because we're always doing outbound calls. We're trying to get money in, get business funded, get you paid, and so forth. If I am, you can always uh, just shoot a, a quick email. Hey, Felicia, I need this. I need that. Or what's the, the status? So, yeah, we, we do multitask while we're on the phones. Sometimes we may be on Zooms and we can't get into email um, because that happens as well. But definitely... Firelight is the way to go. It is the movement. Um, I know Jeremy and I, we have we have the highest percent here at Intramark of our agents that are doing Firelight. It's the way to go. I know some agents are not, hey, I'm not computer savvy. I don't like this. I don't like that. I get it. Just give it a try. Even if you use Firelight for typing your apps, all your info, all your data entry versus handwriting everything. You can also utilize it for that. So they will kind of give you a good feel of how the data entry part is just like you're writing a paper app. You just keying. And if you have an admin, utilize your admin for keying your Firelight apps. That's another big key for some of our top agents. The admin handles, again, all the paperwork and then, you know, get all that stuff done. And then they see the client submit it for e-submission. It's done. It's, it's easy. So that's it. Thanks again for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for joining. So much value. Thank you. Thank you a lot for uh, helping out on this episode. I'm glad the, the viewer got to hear a little more about your story and also some best practices over the last 10 years to help their team as well. And thank you also to the listener for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite listening device so you do not miss out on any future episodes. Also, Follow us on LinkedIn at Jeremy Hauser for some best practice tips within our industry. And remember, in a world full of betas, be an alpha.
Thank you for listening to the InsureMark Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark, the advisor mentorship podcast with InsureMark Vice President, Jeremy Hauser.